So, ladies and gents, what is next is my 40-day focus, okay? I've been focusing on this over the last couple of weeks, and I genuinely believe uh, it's going to be an incredible thing to keep you on track over Christmas, and most importantly, keep you on track in the new year, okay? My mission for this, as you've already read, uh, is to keep Santa Shredders focused and on track over Christmas and hit the ground running with a plan of action for your success in the new year. Um what the 40-day focus contains. We're going to be starting on the 19th of December to the 27th of Jan, so it's going to be 40 days in length. There's going to be gym workouts from the 12th of December, and we're going to be starting the 40-day focus on the 19th of December. So if you get signed up this week, as soon as you finish the Santa Shred, you will get straight away access to those workouts. We've got a closed Facebook group, which opens up this Friday, the 9th of December. Um, we're going to have weekly Q&A sessions with me every single week for December and Jan. Um, there's going to be four check-ins because we're really going to be focused on getting back into habits and routines in January from the 2nd of Jan all the way up to the 27th of Jan. And then there's going to be a prize for the most consistent where somebody is going to win a little hamper, a little um, bundle of gifts and a place on my 90-day program, which is going to be starting in Feb. Plus... Every single person that signs up to my 40-day focus uh, will get a free ticket to my Mindset with Muscle event, which is going to be on the 14th of Jan. So, and uh, it is going to be £79. The, um, we're going to be open up for two weeks, so it's open now. I've just put the link in, into the comments, and uh, doors are going to be closing on Friday the 16th at 7pm. Okay, cool. Um, firstly, ladies and gents, uh, apologies for that. Um, did everybody um, hear that? Okay. Um, cool. That's cool. Be like Lent, just like Lent, just much, much better. Okay. And we're doing this, we're doing the 40 day focus in stages because Christmas, I don't necessarily want you being really, really strict, but I am going to be giving you good workouts. I am going to be checking that you're not kicking the ass out of things. And even if you are kicking the ass out of things, it's Christmas, okay? It's Christmas. However, January the 2nd, things get serious again, and we're going to be focused on the entire January, getting back into routines, getting back into check-ins, getting back into training, and focused on having a good January, because January sucks, okay? And this is the first January that I want not to suck, because we, we've got a plan of action, okay? So super, super uh, excited about that. And once again, apologies about the sound. We are going to go back into our Q&A session, ladies and gents. But as I said, uh, doors are open two weeks. We're going to be closing on Friday the 16th at 7 p.m. And if your name's not down, you're not coming in. So I really hope you'll join us on my 40-day focus. Okay. Into the uh, questions now. Uh, Mario, what do you do when you are ill and can't train um, but do a lot of comfort eating? How do you cope? I think one of the most important things to understand is when you are ill, okay, you're not your normal self. And a lot of people feel guilty and beat themselves up when they comfort eat and when they feel like they're going backwards. But actual fact, you know, you're going to be ill many, many times in your life. And the only way that you are going to improve it when you're ill is firstly, don't beat yourself up. Secondly, don't feel that you're starting everything again. And thirdly, there are things that you can put into place to make sure 
that you kind of damage limitation. And it's difficult. It really, really is, especially when you're ill, because all you want to do is eat crap. I remember when I got COVID last year, right? In December. So this time last year, I got COVID. And all I wanted to do and all I did do was watch crap films on TV because I couldn't go out and move as well because, you know, isolation and that. And I was eating KFC. Um, and, you know, I felt like crap. But soon as, um, I think it was about 14 days afterwards, um, I got back into the swing of things in Jan. And I didn't beat myself up because I was like, look, you're ill. You're recovering. Okay. Maybe not doing it the best way of recovering, but I'm doing the best I can. And the most important thing that you can do during that is not beat yourself up, okay? And focus on when you do get, when you start to get better, um, start building back up your habits and routines slowly. Don't go hell for leather uh, back in the game, okay? Emma, I've had um, a very heavy workload and emotional week or so, which is causing lack of motivation to train. How do you recommend getting back my mojo back? Emma, I reckon um, get your mojo back by taking things slowly, doing what you can and not feeling like you need to catch up. Get back into the workout routines. Um, maybe jump into one of the live home workouts on uh, next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And... Uh, as, as uh, John Legend take says, it slow, oh, oh. take it slow, okay? Just take it slow. Okay, Emma 2, um, should I still be feeling DOMS at this stage? I normally do three gym workouts a week, trying to increase kilograms when I can, really enjoying the workouts. Thank you. And yes, Emma, I mean, it is perfectly normal to get DOMS when you're doing different exercises, which you're not normally used to. And when you're increasing that volume as well, you can feel DOMS. So you are probably training pretty damn hard, which is awesome. Uh, Connor, um, I'm about to have surgery in January. We'll be unable to train for four weeks. Any advice? Any period of time where, where I've been ill or something like that, or, you know, surgery, which is obviously very different to being um, ill, is look at the things that you can control, okay? If you cannot train for four weeks, you can control your nutrition. You might not be moving as much, but one of the things when you are when you can literally not train is understand that there are still variables which you can control. Hopefully your movement, and if not movement, your calories, okay? So as long as you're eating well, you're hydrated, you're healthy, you're not gonna do that much damage, okay? You're really not. And then once the four weeks is up, start getting back into training, you'll feel awesome. Okay, Crystal, uh, no questions. Just a massive thank you for running the program and making such a difference. Uh, my kids are getting to enjoy a happier, healthier mum. Uh, and the winter clothes now do um, now do up. Yay. Still two stones, two stones to go, but you've given me the tools uh, to smash that, which I'm very grateful for. Crystal, that is absolutely fantastic to hear. And as you say, if you've still got some, play, you've still got some weight to lose that you're looking to do, then uh, I'd love to have you on the 40-day focus. Okay, Mark, um, I feel really low and out of the loop with regards to the group due to having COVID this week and being unable to train. Although the COVID has gone, I can barely speak and have a lot of uh, shit on my chest. Pretty sure um, I'm not going to be able to train this week. Um, I can only imagine uh, I'm going to feel worse mentally by the end of the shred, longing to feel better so I can get back into the routine of training. But for now, I just keep on top with water and calories. Yes. Is there anything you would recommend to stay upbeat? I think, Mark, one of the most important things, like I said before, is to not beat yourself up, okay? Um, I got COVID last year. I felt terrible for like two weeks and about two weeks afterwards. And it comes back to that age-old age old saying, do what you can with what you have where you are, 
And that is the most important thing. Do not beat yourself up. Do not feel that this is wasted time. Because as you just said there, I'll just keep on top of my water and calories, which is fantastic. There are things outside of your control. And when there are in life, it's looking at the things that are in control or you can control and focus on them. Okay. And then do not beat yourself up, which is the most important thing, Mark. Lloyd, as far as mentality goes, how do you put in place systems to stop yourself just sacking off training when you just aren't feeling it? Asking for a friend, actually loving the shred so far. Thanks. Lloyd, I always have massive accountability for things. One of the things that I have is the ability to go live on my phone. Okay. And here's an interesting thing. If there's something that I don't want to do, really don't want to do, like this morning, as you can hear, I'm a little bit bunged up. And, uh, because I'm bunged up, I was really procrastinating doing my ice bath because I was saying to myself, if I do my ice bath, I'm going to feel worse because I've got cold and I get cold, so it's going to get worse. And, and then the second voice kicks in and I was like, Jamie, shut up. What you're going to do is you're going to get your phone out, you're going to go live and you're going to talk it through and tell people that you're going to go into the ice bath anyway. And once you tell people and you go live, you can't, you can't not. So I did... I put the ice bath at three degrees and I went in for five minutes. Now, had I not gone live and had accountability for that, I might have even, I might not have gone in. I might have only done two minutes, but no, I did five. Guess how I felt afterwards? I felt phenomenal. And this is what I tell people about discipline, okay? Motivation is doing things when you feel like doing it and discipline is doing things regardless of how you feel. With discipline, you get the benefit after you've done something, not before, okay? So, one of the things that I get really good at is self-talk. I might not go to the gym because I don't feel like it now. So what I need to do is focus on how I'm going to feel when I get out of the gym and focus on that. Envision yourself going to the gym, having had a great workout and leaving, how much better you're going to feel. That to me works every time. And it's just understanding that, you know, I always say to myself, look, if it's hard to do, it's good to do. And if life was easy, and I say this all the time, if life was easy, we'd all be millionaires with six packs, okay? Building a business is hard. Building a body is hard, which is why a lot of people can't do it because they're not understanding the discipline that it takes to succeed. So that's how I go into things, um, especially like this, this morning because I did not want to do a very cold ice bath with a bunged up nose. Andrew, uh, I've been teetering between four, uh, four to five pounds loss still and following the cows. Just keep going. Yep. Uh, feel and look leaner, uh, but six and a half stone, five foot 11. Should I be able to lose this weight easier? Uh, prior to the shred, I spent months trying and exercising four to five times a week, uh, tracking and was stuck at 17. Seen progress just seems so resistant. 42 now, uh, when last committed like this, was about 38 and consistently lost two pounds per week, if not more. Is this just age? Um, actually loving the stress so far. So there's a couple of things here, Andrew. One of the main things is as you do get older, it does get more difficult. But one of the reasons it gets more difficult is because you have a lot more responsibilities and a lot less time. And when you have a lot more responsibilities and a lot less time, you have to be a lot more strict with yourself. And that's the answer to most things. As you get older, uh, you can't get away with as much as you did when you were younger because you are out and about all the time, your metabolism is a lot, you know, a lot higher than when you're younger, um, and, and you have a lot more time. And one of the things I'd always look at is don't compare your progress from years ago to now. 
because one of the things that I try and say to people with a lot of these these fat loss uh, programs is we're not trying to get a finished result within six weeks. One thing that I want people to do is get a result, but also get a result that they can see that if they carried on with the thing that they're doing, they're going to get to wherever it is they want to get to. And that's the, the, the right mentality for not only losing weight, but keeping it off. And I always say this to people, slow and steady wins the race, okay? Don't try and rush to your end goal because you'll do it um, by overly restricting and through unsustainable means. And you might get there quicker. You might lose weight quicker. You might lose two pounds a week and you might get to there much quicker. But I'm telling you now, there's no point in getting there quicker if you're not going to stay there. And that's why I say slow and steady wins. You're seeing progress and hope that you're enjoying what it is that you're doing. So now it's about getting into the routines, dialing in those systems and just keeping on and just not being too focused on the overall result. Just focus on each week doing the best that you can and seeing that progress and being patient and most importantly, enjoying that journey. Uh, Adam, in the gym, I've had to overcome the fear of people looking at me and judging what I'm doing. I thought everyone was watching as I laid on the floor doing bicep curls. I realized over the weeks that no one gives a shit what anyone else is up to. Yes, 100%. A lot of people think that people are looking at them in the gym, but what they're thinking is, is that person looking at me? And think about this. Like, there's lots of people in the gym thinking that other people are looking at them when actually, you know, when they think about that, they're thinking exactly the same. No one's staring at no one in the gym. And, um, you know, once you realize that, you just you just get over it. And you realize that, you know, most people in the gym that I see are just in there, very much like you, to improve their mental health, to improve their well-being, and improve their life, okay? And there's some amazing people that go to the gym, even though a lot of them sometimes look scary. Um, what has been the biggest fear in my life and how did I overcome it? Um, I don't know. I haven't had a real big, like big fear. Okay. I've always pushed myself. I've always, when I've been afraid of something, I've always delved it deep as to why. Okay. And I've always pushed through it. You know, I'm not that keen on heights. I'm really not. So I will take every opportunity I can to do something that involves heights because that's the only way to improve that fear. Uh, when I was in the army, I did a riggers course, which meant going up on 100, 150 foot masts all day because I hated heights. So I was like, right, what best? What best to overcome this? Why don't I just get qualified in something that means that you're up in heights all the time? Once again, building up a relationship with that fear and, uh, and really understanding what it is because that's what enables, you know, understanding something is the, is the biggest and first step to overcoming it. And, I, you know, whenever I do get afraid of something, um, it's usually some form of change. And it's because change is strange. It really, really is. People like to be comfortable. People like, you know, I'm a person of routine. So when that routine changes, you know, I need to be more open to change and get back into um, other habits. But yeah, it's, it's something that I've always done is just face those fears. And from the sounds of it, Adam, that's exactly what you're doing, which is awesome. Uh, Chris, is there upside and downside to the speed at which exercises and reps are done? I see people in the gym firing through reps and wondering if my slow and steady is the right wrong. Doing it speedy feels a bit uh, cheaty. I think one of the most important things is to understand is about 
I reckon about 80% of people that I see in the gym don't do exercises correctly. They don't take the muscle through the full range of movement. They lift too heavy. And, uh, and, and yeah, so speed is not always the best thing unless you're doing something like CrossFit. You want to control the weight down, take it through the full range of movement, and then obviously lift it back up. And that's so, so important. Tem- like tempo isn't, as we've already spoken about with um, one of these check-ins, tempo isn't the most important thing. Um, but taking the muscle through the full range of movement is. And that is so, so, so uh, important. So if you see other people rushing reps, understand that for most people that are doing that, it's probably not the best thing to do. Um, Doing the reps faster through the full range of movement, yes. You know, doing squats faster, as long as they're full proper squats, great doing bicep curls a little bit faster because, you know, you've got a heavy weight and you fatigue easily, great, as long as you're taking it for the full range of movement. And once again, Chris, understanding that there are a lot of people in the gym that have never, ever had a personal training session or learned how to lift properly. Paul, um, with a home workout cool down, right, left, arm stretch, whereabouts should I feel the stretch uh, seems to be a different places some days. Just want to know what areas the stretch is I'm targeting. Okay, so the first exercise on the cool down, we put one of our right arms out and we lean over, okay? Where you should be feeling that stretch is in the chest, okay? In the chest. We can do the opposite. If we want to do the shoulder, what we do is we, instead of leaning over, we actually lean on one of our arms, okay? So if we put our arm underneath and we lean on it, that will stretch the shoulder. But if we put it out and stretch... Um, what that does is the chest. So you should be feeling that just in the shoulder and chest area where it's stretched out. So I hope that makes sense, Paul. Uh, Jennifer, any advice for people who are taking medications that mess with your hormones and body? Uh, yes, it's a woman's thing. Uh, would you say perseverance? Yeah, um, it depends on what the medication is, okay? And if it does mess with your hormones, then it's making sure that you're dialing in the things that you are doing. You know, the answer, unfortunately, to most uh, solutions when it comes to weight loss and everything is to just dial those in. Move, stay hydrated, lift weights, track your nutrition, track your steps, and understand that, you know, when you are taking a medication that does affect your mood, affect your hormones, that the game is harder to play. But just because the game is harder to play doesn't mean that you can't win. So it's dialing in those things. And sometimes, you know, as I say, life is like a game of poker. Sometimes you get dealt a shit hand, but just because you do doesn't mean you can't win the game because it's all about strategy. So nailing that strategy and it's just following following the program, following the plan um, and not beating yourself up if you um, make a mistake. So I hope that helps, Jennifer. Sophie, um, no question, just hard to be disciplined even when you don't see change on scale or clothing. Perhaps you can talk about how to stay disciplined or keep uh, mindset strong when you're struggling to see the work pay off. Uh, this is my wobble week, I think. So if I think the most important thing, and this is what I've seen with a lot of shreds and a lot of times I've done this over the years, I'll have somebody say to me, Jay, I've tracked all my nutrition this week. I've got all my steps in this week. I've got four gym sessions and I'm gutted because I haven't lost any weight. And then they look at the entire week as a failure 
or they don't think that they're making progress. And I'm like, whoa, 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 let's rewind here. You, you got all your steps in, you ate healthily, you tracked your food, and you trained four times a week. Why don't we celebrate that? Because I'll tell you what, if you carry on doing that and you stay in the routine of doing that, you will get to wherever it is that you want to get to. Focus on the system, not the end goal. And it's something that I keep saying from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. You don't, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your system. So you're getting annoyed because the system in which you're doing isn't getting you further to your goal yet. It just comes down to impatience. It really, really does. And, you know, you're not the only person. Like My wife, Anna, um, she's lost five pounds this shred, which is fantastic, but she's getting annoyed. She goes, last shred, I lost eight pounds. I said, yeah, but you started in a different place. And also, um, she was comparing herself to one of her first shreds. And I was also saying, yeah, Anna, but we only had one kid. You know, we're juggling Archer now as well. You know, the last six months, we've been living on a building site. We've both been very busy. You know, there's other factors that involve which you can't compare to other times. So one of the things that I always focus on is that discipline, is that system. And also telling myself that every positive thing that I do each week is, you know, is I'm not doing it for me now. I'm doing it for my future self. And that keeps me on track. That really, really does. Because... My 50, 60, 70-year-old self will thank me now for the stuff that I'm doing every single week because it's a long game. It is a long game, and that's why I say enjoy the journey. So if you're doing everything, it's just a case of being patient and trusting that you're doing the right things. Okay, Sophie? Okay, Tom, uh, I've lost several pounds. Uh, a lot came early days. My physique has improved. Awesome. I uh, just thought I might have seen abs, but still got an inch of stubborn belly um, and pec fat, which I've had for years. Drop calories by 200 week uh, three. Any less would make life boring. Uh, is it easier for those who have been low body fat before to get back to being shredded? And the answer is yes and no. And let me explain why with some pictures. Um, for those of you who are watching this back, oh, sorry, listening to back of the podcast, I will explain these pictures. On the left there is me. November 2012, in Reykjavik, Iceland, becoming one of the first UK uh, fitness professional mod- professional fitness models. I was 183 pounds. In 2013, I had um, my, my daughter, Eliza. I was very busy with business, and I wasn't really looking after myself, um, my health too much. I was eating a lot. I was drinking a lot. You know, I was happy. Because my, you know, my daughter had just been born, uh, my business was busy, but I just wasn't competing. Um, and I was, you know, I was saying that I was bulking, but I was just eating too much food. So November 2013, a year later from the left picture, I was 234 pounds. Okay, I'd put on 34, about 45, 46 pounds. Okay, so what's that? About nearly four stone, I think. Three, 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 three and a half stone. Um, and then August 2014, I was back down to 181 pounds. And it took me eight months, eight months. I was 
that was the the most kind of you know and it's not too bad a shape i will say in the middle but that was the most out of shape i'd been um compared to the one on the left and um and the thing that i found was this normally i i keep in fairly good shape so when i'm dieting or when i'm you know really dialing things in for like a month to six weeks i notice it but after a month or six weeks, I didn't notice much, okay? Because after a month to six weeks, I went from 234 pounds to 215. Um, and it took me eight months. And it was in 2014, I really understood how hard it is to lose weight. Because I had to take off that 45, like 40 odd pounds. And it took a long, long time. And I struggled, okay? I was like, I'm an ex-soldier. Discipline is my middle name and I'm struggling. And it just made me realize so much how difficult it is to lose a lot of weight. It really made me understand my clients so much more um, because I, you know, I had 45, 46 pounds to lose before my stage. The, the, the one thing that... and. One thing that was interesting as well is I remember getting about eight weeks in and I asked myself, am I ever going to get back to my previous shape? I thought I, I've done too much. Okay. I didn't think it was possible, but then I got that out of my head. And one of the great things about getting in great shape is that you've done it before so you can do it again. So it gave me that self-belief of those times where I was doubting myself to, to get back into that shape. Um, and I did. And, you know, I, want, I do want to talk about the right, which was literally two weeks out from a world championship show. So I wouldn't normally get that lean. I'm pretty lean now and I'm about 199 pounds. Okay. So for me, my set point of being in good shape is about 199 to 200 pounds. Um, anything below that, like this, this is, this is like, eating Tupperware, no social life, only, the only life is gym and food, okay, so I do not recommend uh, people get that shredded unless they're competing at a show, um, but, you know, in answer to your question, is it easier? No, the only thing that is easier is the fact that you've done it before, so you have that belief that you can do it again. Okay, Julie, uh, recommendations on healthy, tasty snacks, please, I think this is week two, I showed you some of my ones. So I'm a big fan of these. You can get from Sainsbury's. They're, they're sweet chili rice crackers. A whole little tray of that is 106 calories. Uh, I've been buying these Mars high-protein salted caramel. Very, very nice. And of course, Aldi or Lidl have the protein desserts and the chocolate mousses. So I um, have those. So they're kind of my go-to snacks. Other than that, you can have my cottage cheese um, dessert with half a, half a sachet of sugar-free jelly and uh, a whole tub of cottage cheese, uh, 300 mils of water, I think, uh, boiling water with the jelly, let it cool, add that to a blend of the 300 grams of 0% fat cottage cheese, blend it for a minute, put it in the fridge. It is an amazing snack. Okay, Ilias, uh, when you were doing the running events, the backwards running, how did you combine strength training with running? I find it challenging to run when I'm also doing weights. It can be. Okay, so I didn't do much strength training when I was training for my charity event because all I needed to, all I needed to focus on was cardio and stretching. So actually, I didn't go to 
with the backwards run, I didn't go to the gym properly. I didn't train properly at the gym for about three or four months because uh, I was just running and doing cardio and doing endurance-based stuff and swimming, uh, building up that kind of engine which I needed for the event. Um, so that it, that's an extreme case, though. When it comes to running and that, it's getting a balance of it. Okay, I, I I do actually enjoy this. This year, I got back into running, was enjoying it, and I was normally doing a run after my workout just because of time. So, what I would do, um, if you're in, you know, if you're combining strength training with running, make a commitment to yourself to do two runs a week, and uh, mix it in with strength training. They they can still be done both together as long as you're aware of how many calories that you need depending on how far you're running. Uh, it can be done. Uh, Neil, week five, I'm now three kilos heavier than when I started. Still doing everything to the letter. Dropped my calories again now, 300 less than when I started. Uh, body's changing, bigger arms, shoulders, chest, and I have lost fat, so all good. Just curious, eventually my weight should fall. I know muscle weighs uh, more than fat. Just wondering when that change uh, could start. Neil, if you're I, I, I'll be honest with you now. If you're five weeks in and you've gained three kilos, it's because you're not in a calorie deficit. If you've gained um, three kilos, which, um, you know, you're in a calorie surplus. So your body composition will be changing, of course, especially if you're lifting and exercising and that, and you will see body compositional changes. But um, it's going to be quite difficult to drop body fat when you're not in a calorie deficit. So what I would do is focus on dropping those calories, which you're already doing. Uh, Muscle doesn't weigh more than fat. A pound of muscle weighs a pound. A pound of fat weighs a pound. Um, what weighs more, a pound of feathers or a pound of muscle? They both both weigh the same. It's the volume that they have, the density. So if you see a pound of fat and a pound of muscle, and they both weigh a pound, they just look different because muscle is a lot denser than fat. So that's where people get confused when they say, oh, muscle weighs more than fat. No, it's, it's just denser. Um, but one of the things to understand is if you've gained three kilos, you're in a calorie surplus. Okay, um, and uh, I'd focus on tweaking that if the weight, if you want the weight to go down. Uh, Pete, uh, what is the benefit, if at all, of having a casein protein shake before bed? Would having a protein bar or whey protein shake have the same effect? So one of the reasons that people choose casein protein over normal protein is because it's a slower releasing protein. But you can pretty much make any protein a slower releasing protein when you add additional macronutrients. When you add carbohydrates to protein, it becomes a slow releasing protein uh, because the carbohydrates slow down the absorption of the protein. Uh, a question that I get asked a lot, people, uh, I think a couple of people asked me on this one, um, is it true that you can, your body only takes on 30 grams of protein? No. Okay, there are studies that show when you have a certain amount of protein, the, the, the amount which you're focusing on is for muscle protein synthesis. But after that, your body's still going to use the protein for other things, okay? Um, also, it's going to be dependent on what you have for that protein, um, how old you are, how much you exercise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why I tell people not to focus on that. Have protein at every meal and make sure that you're hitting your protein targets each week. You don't need to worry about going over on, on your protein for that sitting as long as you are hitting uh, enough protein. And what's enough protein? You know, making sure you're hitting about 25, 30 grams of protein um, per meal, but most importantly, making sure that you're hitting your protein targets. 
But it is a myth that people say, oh, you only, you know, there's no point in having any more protein over 30 grams at a sitting. It's bullshit. Okay. Uh, Rachel, should I keep training, uh, taking five grams of creatine every day? I do. Yes. I tend to have a rest over Christmas, but most of the time when I'm in a good training routine, I, I take five grams of creatine a day. Lindsay, has the go live option um, to do the live videos in the Facebook group been removed? It shouldn't have. No, you should be allowed to do lives. And if not, um, speak to us in the help desk. We'll have a look. Um, but no, you should be able to do lives. Uh, Joe, my weight loss has slowed down at this point. I have more weight to lose. Should I tweak my calories? Yes. Uh, if you want to make a 100 calorie tweak this week, I would highly recommend doing it. And this is what I say, look, we're in our last week, ladies and gents, and, but I want you to go into this last week with a mindset of carrying on, okay? So it's not just the last week. We're going to be going through December. Hopefully, you're joining my 40-day focus. We're going to be going through December, and then we're going to be hitting the ground running in Jan. But your habits and routines which you're building up, the way that you build them up is by going, can I see myself doing this a year from now? We are in our last week. I would highly recommend if you can or want to, just drop another 100 calories down this week, uh, dial it in, and maybe like at the end of week, week six, you might want to put a couple of hundred calories back up. You might not. You might want to carry on. It's totally up to what it is that you're looking to do. Okay, Courtney, any top tips for the final week? One of the biggest things is don't change anything, okay? By all means, make a tweak. But I want you to come into this mindset of this last week of going, am I doing everything that I can see myself doing every week for 2023? And if the answer is yes, you're doing the right things. Okay, so, so important. So if you need to make a tweak this week, make a tweak, but don't change anything. Don't go to extremes. Don't do anything. Enjoy it. Because anything that you do to a level of extreme will have repercussions. And one thing I don't want you to do is undo everything over Christmas. Okay, we want to be trying to keep tabs of things. That's what my focus is Christmas. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have um, plenty of boozy nights. Uh, I'm not going to be tracking too much stuff, but I'm going to be having some great workouts and I'm going to be holding you accountable too if you're coming on my 40-day focus. Okay, Mark, uh, sometimes my mindset slips and when there's a drop in drive and mood, uh, be that in motivation, discipline, what's the best way to shake that funk? Focus on past wins, focus on future goals or something else. I, I think the most important thing is um, getting a win for the day. You know, one of the main reasons that we have our little habit uh, trackers is because you you are getting three wins a day. You're tracking your steps, you know, you're drinking, you're tracking your nutrition, you're getting yourself little wins every single day. And people don't do that. People don't go, what have I won today? What have I, what are my wins for the week? This is something I do with my um, personal trainers. We, we reflect on going, what what's the wins for the week? Let's share wins. Let's share successes. And we can all get a win. And whenever I, like today, feeling bunged up, um, not feeling myself, I was like, right, cool. What is the win for the day? My win for the day is I got in the ice bath. I got in the ice bath and I went to Sainsbury's. And I one thing I've been doing on a Sunday is I've been going to Sainsbury's for a personal shop for my lunches. And that's been a massive game changer during this Santa Shred because I normally pop to Tesco's and get a meal deal. Very, and that is very expensive over time. You can get some healthier options there, but it's not very filling compared to what I've been doing where I've been cooking up like um, I've just cooked about a kilo and a half of sweet and sour chicken. So I'm going to be having that for my lunches. So it's getting those wins 
that then give you a little bit of that feel good factor, which then enable you to go into the next day and the next day uh, for things. So as you said there, focus on past wins, but also focus on something that you can do today to feel good. Could be a stretch, could be a little home workout, could be a walk, could be an ice bath, could be a cold shower, whatever floats your boat. Get a win today and then you can reflect on that because everyone could get at least one win a day, which is going to make them feel good. Okay, Nadine, what's one of the most thoughtful Christmas presents you've gotten? Hmm, one of the most thoughtful Christmas presents. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I can't think, to be honest. I really can't. I've had a few little personal gifts from clients, which have been really, really nice, which I've still got up here, which are fantastic. I like, you know, one thing I love about gifts, gifts uh, don't get me wrong, I do like it when people go to the shop and buy stuff. But I love it when people make stuff because um, it shows a lot of thought and uh, I really appreciate the time and effort that goes into it. Uh, I really, really do. So I can't think like off the top of my head the most kind of thoughtful. Uh, whenever people buy me presents for Christmas, I prefer experiences. So rather than actual stuff, stuff that we can go and do. Um, and that's always the most thoughtful because it's about everybody else and doing things together rather than getting me something. Um, so they are kind of my most thoughtful gifts that I like. Uh, Abigail, uh, Abigail, firstly, just want to say thank you. Five weeks and I feel a much better version of myself. Uh, I've tried for months to lose this weight and you've got me there. Absolutely awesome, Abigail. How would you recommend to keep ourselves accountable once the shred finishes? Well, Abigail, you know what I'm going to say. Come on board, my 40-day focus. Um, we're going to be carrying on the journey. I'm going to be getting you through Christmas with my 12 days of Christmas, with some awesome workouts, and then we're going to hit the ground running on the 2nd of Jan with a mini, mini Jan cut. You can come and see me uh, on Saturday the 14th of Jan to get all fired up and focused with a plan of action, and uh, we'll be kickstarting 2023 in style. Okay, Jen, a uh, couple. Um, Jen asked last week, but don't think I answered. Why six weeks and not eight? Is there science behind it or that's just what I decided? So why is a six-week center shred called six-week center shred? Uh, six weeks is the perfect length of time to commit to something. Sometimes eight weeks can be too much and, and there's nothing wrong with eight weeks, but I have found that people get, I get a higher success rate with people at six because they can commit more to six than they can eight. And I've seen that with, you know, with doing this for a very long time. I enjoy six weeks of focus, like really structured focus. Six weeks is long enough to get back into habits and routines, to see noticeable results from what it is that you're doing, and most importantly, to be fired up to carry on after you've finished. So that's the main reason for six. Um, if restricted on time for workouts, what is the best thing to reduce reps or exercises? When I'm restricted on time, let's just say I would normally have an hour for a workout, but I only do 40 minutes, I do supersets. So if I can do, like if I've got chest and triceps, I will do a chest movement and a tricep movement in one. Okay, so I would be more a fan of getting everything in, but supersetting things rather than reducing reps or exercises. Um, Shana, should we continue as we are or are there any tricks you recommend to look our best in the final checking photos? Shana, continue the way you are. You know, when it comes to your final um, photos, make sure you're, you know, you've got good lighting, uh, make sure you've got a good camera uh, and then just enjoy it. 
that's that's the main thing. This last week, if you need to make a tweak, as I said, tweak things in. Don't do any magical things like water cutting or I don't want to see any of that, that crap. I want to see a happy person in the photos uh, that has really enjoyed the six weeks and uh, you know is is ready to carry on with what they've learned over this Santa Shred. Uh, Rachel, uh, please tell me weight loss isn't linear. I looked at my weight loss chart on NutriCheck and it's like a mountain range. And the answer is yes. Weight loss is not linear. This is why so many people struggle. Because sometimes you have a good week, sometimes you have a bad. Sometimes you go backwards, you feel like you're going backwards, sometimes you're going forward. But what the most important thing to do is look at the system rather than the end result. So if your NutriCheck looks like a mountain range, it's perfectly normal, okay? So weight loss is most certainly not linear. Craig, any tips on how to avoid telling my boss what I really think of him after a few drinks on my works Christmas do next week? Craig, you can look at this for multiple things. Um, if you're worried about telling your boss what you really think of him, don't drink. Because then, of course, you're going to drink and tell him what you think of him. But also, at the same time, you might want to tell him what you think of him. Um, because you might not want to do that job. So that might uh, <laughs> that might enable you to um, you know, find another job if you wanted to find a job. So and that's a kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing. Um, but, you know, it's totally up to you whether you want your job or not. And if the answer is no, tell them what you think. If the answer is yes, don't drink. <laughs> Fraser, how to get the best out of last week. Exactly what I said. Don't do anything. Don't go to extremes. Go into week five, week six with the mindset of, you know, this isn't the last week. This is me. This is my new routine. Okay, that's the way that I want people to be thinking. Uh, Bambi, best best way to deal with having to take a week out due to sickness, feeling like I've been done out a week of results. Understanding what I've said before, you haven't, you're going to be ill, you're going to be, you know, things in life are going to be there to test you. It's how you deal with them when you're feeling like that. Don't feel like you're going backwards, feel like you're living life. Because when you do get dealt a shit hand, it's all about strategy, you know, if you're feeling a bit run down, give your body the rest that it requires. Instead of feeling annoyed that you've taken a step back, you haven't. Things have happened out of your control. So do the best you can and then back in the game when you're feeling better. So just do, don't feel guilty about it. Uh, Wendy, uh, perimenopause. I'm in my mid-40s and perimenopause. Or I don't want to be that person that blames outside factors for my weight and shape and does not take personal responsibility for it. Love that, Wendy. I do notice, however, that I'm holding uh, onto weight around my chest, waist, and hips more than I ever did and wondered if you could advise regarding this, please. Is it likely to be hormonal? If so, what are the best exercises to combat middle-age spread? So, Wendy, as with, uh, being, you know, as with menopause, you do start to gain extra weight around those areas. And... Here's the thing, exactly what I said before, but when it comes to aging, the game is harder to play, okay? There are things that happen to your body, and there's things that happen in your life, you become a lot busier, you know, some people have, like, of course, kids and everything else, uh, life gets a lot more stressful, okay? My stress levels, as I've got older, have started to rise, which is why I focus on dialing things in even more. You know, if I was to tell my 20-year-old self that I'd be buying a really expensive ice bath and doing daily ice baths at six o'clock in the morning, that I'd be doing breath work and I'd be stretching every morning, my 20-year-old self would laugh at me. Breath work? What are you doing that for, you idiot? Why are you doing cold water? That water's freezing. Are you some kind of idiot? And the reason that he, he would say that is because he doesn't have to deal with 37-year-old Jamie. Because 20-year-old Jamie didn't have you know, anxiety, 
20-year-old Jamie didn't have the stresses of life and family and business and everything. 20-year-old Jamie, you know, didn't have responsibilities, you know, and he, he could deal with whatever life threw at him much better because he didn't need many strategies and tactics. Where I'm going with this, and I think it's the most important thing, is that a lot of people, as they get older, they exercise less, they eat shitter food, they don't look after themselves, and then they blame things which they're perfectly okay to blame. Okay, and I say this to people all the time. Every single one of your excuses is valid. I don't have time, I'm stressed, I don't have the money, uh, I'm perimenopausal, uh, this, that, and the other. They're all valid reasons, okay? Valid excuses, valid reasons for not doing it because the game is harder to play, which is why no many, not many people play the game. And that's why people continue to be miserable because they're not doing the hard stuff that they need to do to improve that. How do we improve everything that's happening um, as you age? We, get, we, fo- we prioritize our exercise more. We make sure we move. We make sure we stretch. We make sure we're hydrated. We make sure you know, we lift weights. We look after ourselves more, which is harder to do. But it's the only way to improve. Um, and so many people don't. Uh, so I hope that helps, Wendy. And it's awesome that you're aware of it. It's awesome that you're here. And, you know, it's just continuing what we're doing on this Santa Shred, okay? Jay, uh, if I want to maintain my calorie deficit from this cut after six weeks, how long can I stick in it before I need uh, some time at maintenance? As long as you like. You know, that's the main thing. The leaner you get and the more in a calorie deficit you get, the more detrimental it becomes. And what I mean by that is when I used to compete, like I'm dieting now, I'm looking after myself, okay? I'm in a good place. I'm in a slight calorie deficit and, you know, I can kind of maintain this for a long time. But if I get stricter with myself going, you know, continuing that deficit and that, it's going to get harder and harder and harder. The leaner you get, the harder it is, okay? And obviously I'm getting down to competition lean, not anymore, but used to. And that is a mind game. You end up doing crazy things, okay? You end up addicted to food, okay? Because you can't have as much. And it's not a good place to be at. So you can be in a deficit as long, I always say be in a deficit as long as it as you need to be, but be realistic of where you'd want to be. So if it's becoming more harm than good, then that's the time to start upping it, okay? But it all depends on the person. If you've got a long way to go, this is where other strategies come into play where, you know, sometimes you're going to have to have a few days where you're having a bit more calories um, because you're looking at things as a greater scale. It's not just about uh, being in a deficit each day. It's being in a deficit each week. And that means that some there are some days where you could be in a surplus as long as you're in a deficit for the overall week. So it's just strategies at the end of the day, Jay. Um, I hope that makes sense. Uh, Liz, is there an alternative to the backwards, uh, backward lunges that I can do, please, as I really struggle with my knees when attempting them? So Liz, there's a couple of things you do with a backward lunge. You can do a supported backward lunge where you can hold a stick or you can hold on to a bench or you can hold on to a, like a, a squat rack. So you can do assisted reverse lunges. Another thing that you can do is split squats, okay? Bulgarian split squats. So put one leg on a bench, hold on to something if you need to, 
and then do them that way because then it's a lot more controlled than actually stepping backwards. So you'll focus more on the area that you're working on. So I hope that helps, Liz. Uh, and that, ladies and gents, is it. Um, as I already mentioned, ladies and gents, with regards to the 40-day focus, um, doors are open now. I'm going to just put the uh, link in again. Um, I'm just going to wet the link in again um, because doors are open to the 40-day focus. And I really hope that you'll take me up on the offer. As I already mentioned, um, what you get with the 40-day focus is we're going to be letting everybody into the Facebook group on Friday. You'll get a week of workouts before we start the 40-day focus. Uh, on the 19th, of uh, the last day to sign up for the 40-day focus is the 16th of December. We're going to be starting it on the 19th with our 12 days of Christmas and workouts. We're going to get through Christmas, have some fun, do some challenges, um, going to do a couple of live stream Q&As, and then we're going to hit the ground running the 2nd of Jan all the way up to the 27th, uh, where we're going to be doing some check-ins. We're going to be focused on that, and uh, hopefully um, you'll be able to join me on Saturday the 14th of Jan at my Mindset Muscle Live event. And the person who does well, in, who does the best over the 40-day focus is going to win a nice little uh, goodie bag. Um, well, it's going to be bigger than a goodie bag. It's going to be a few little um, rewards and a place on my 90-day program in Feb. So, ladies and gents, I really hope you'll join me on the 40-day focus. You've got a couple of weeks to decide. Uh, I'd love to have you on board to carry on. This is the last week, okay? The last week of the Santa Shred. Let's hit it hard. Let's hit three good home workouts. If you have not done a home workout yet, please, 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 um, as a as a as a thing which I'd really appreciate, if you can jump onto one of them this week, that would be awesome. Okay, the, we run the three last ones, the hardest ones, one minute. So try and jump on one. Enjoy your workouts this week, ladies and gents, and I will see you throughout the week, of course. But next Sunday. We won't have a Q&A like this. We will have a live stream and I'm going to be going through some strategies and tactics on how to carry on from the Santa Shred other than, of course, joining the 40-day focus. So I'm going to be giving you some things for you to map out, to focus on, to continue your journey uh, with the Shred and to make sure that you have a fantastic Christmas. So that's it for me, ladies and gents. Um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and I'll speak to you all soon. Adios, amigos.